It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Carolina Panthers have interest in retaining free agent linebacker Frankie Louvu. Well, duh, but how much will it cost the Panthers to keep him around here in Carolina? We'll talk about it right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council. Where on Fridays throughout the offseason here on the show, I'll be answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions. What I need you to do is either at me or DM me, but follow me first on Twitter at Julian Council to get your questions in for this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers. Today's episode of Locked on Panthers is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150. If your bet wins, visit FanDuel.com to get started today. Recently on the show, we have been heavy in the offseason talk looking at the Carolina Panthers roster. Spent four episodes breaking down the offensive line last week. Spent some time talking about which pending free agents should stay, which should go here in Carolina. On yesterday's show, we looked at the state of the cornerback room. It's crazy to think that after this season, there's not a single corner currently on the roster here in Carolina who has a contract Going into 2025, it's weird how the Panthers spent a ton of resources and time in building out that room, yet there's not a long-term option that's very clear to the Panthers right now. The hope is J.C. Horn, but we'll see whether that turns out to be the case. Now, on today's show, let's focus on the linebackers, and let's start off by talking about Frankie Louvu, who was outstanding again in 2023. One of the things that I love about Frankie Louvu, when he was signed to that small deal in 2021, he was brought in to be a special teams player. His mentality was to take someone else's job. Jermaine Carter Jr. did not play at a high level in 2021. Louvu came back in 22, had the opportunity to start, was outstanding. Then this past year, when Shaq Thompson went down, all he did was post a career high in tackles of 125, had five and a half sacks after having seven sacks in 2022. In 32 games since the beginning of the 2022 season, Luvu has amassed 236 tackles, 12 and a half sacks, and 29 tackles for loss. Only Brian Urlacher, who has a bust in Canton, and Daryl Washington have done that in that same period of time in NFL history. 
That's how good Frankie Louvu has been here in Carolina. Hat tip to Joe Person, the athletic who put out that stat. He played 94% of the defensive snaps last season, had a 78.5 overall grade according to Pro Football Focus, a 74 run defense grade according to PFF, had a 90.1 pass rushing grade according to PFF, and that's him not being in the same position he played the year prior because Shaq Thompson was out. He had to step into Shaq's role. And despite that, still was able to put up that level of a pass rushing grade. According to PFF, he was rated the 12th best linebacker in the NFL, according to PFF, out of 82 qualifying linebackers a season ago. He was outstanding. When Dan Morgan sat up there two weeks ago and talked about how the Carolina Panthers need more dogs, that's what we're talking about right there. Frankie Louvu fits into what Dan Morgan was as a player here in Carolina. Sam Mills. The whole keep pounding mantra here in Carolina. Frankie Lulu fits into that. What John Beeson did in Carolina, what Luke Keekley did, what Thomas Davis did, what Shaq Thompson has done as well. That's what Frankie Louvu has done the last two seasons as a starter. He embodies what it means to be a Carolina Panther. And I love the Panthers now have a GM slash president of football operations who understands the mentality of the players past and future here in Carolina. And Frankie Louvu, he's been in the past. He's in the in the present. Will he be in the future here in Carolina? That is the hope. Jeremy Fowler of ESPN.com reported this a few days prior to the Super Bowl. I really want to say, I think, a day before the Super Bowl, saying the Carolina Panthers are expected to try to re-sign do-it-all linebacker, and do-it-all is really an understatement. Uh, Frankie Louvu, both sides discussed a potential deal last summer and didn't agree, but those talks he'd heat up around the Combine. The Combine is two weeks away. I think technically it's like 12 days away on the 26th. They're in Indianapolis. If the NFL ever moves out of Indy, that is just asinine. But that's a conversation for another day. Frankie Louvu, he is somebody that is at the top of the list for the Carolina Panthers. Now, if I'm Carolina, I don't know if he's the top priority. Before then is February 20th when the franchise tag is available to them. They're going to want to figure out a deal for Brian Burns before then. I don't think they're going to tag him on day one. If they end up tagging Brian Burns, I expect it to happen on March 5th, the deadline to place a franchise tag on a player. But Burns has got to be the main focus right now, just trying to find a way to not have to tag him and lose all that salary cap space heading into free agency. And the Panthers also need to know whether they're going to be able to sign a deal with Brian Burns so that they can extend a player like Frankie Louvu and if they can afford to bring in some players through free agency and if they need to restructure some deals like go with some players ahead of free agency all those things they need to figure out so Brian Burns is number one on the list number two is Frankie Louvu and rightfully so because of all the numbers I pointed out there and just what he means to this franchise now that's an interesting note there from Jeremy Fowler that last year they tried to get a deal done. And this is a thing that's becoming a common theme here in Carolina. They don't get the deals done early enough. If you would have signed Frankie Lou to a deal last year, I'm guessing it's not nearly as much as what he's going to end up signing this offseason in Carolina if he does stick around. Whether it's in Carolina or elsewhere, he's probably making more money after back-to-back strong seasons as a starting linebacker in the black and blue than he would have made a year ago after only one season of a sample size of being a starting linebacker in the NFL. So for Frankie, that's great. For Carolina, maybe not the best situation just based off of, guys, you could have got this done a year earlier and you didn't. Why didn't you get this done a year earlier? Frankie Louvu 
Originally signed here in Carolina for a one-year, $1.1 million contract, and only $180,000 of it was guaranteed. After that stellar season, he had as a special teams player and in a spot linebacker. He got the start in 2022. He signed a two-year, $9 million contract two off-seasons ago. That was $4.5 million fully guaranteed in his deal. So far in his career, he's earned $11.6 million. And that is a player who, again, has posted stats over a 32-game span that only Brian Urlacher and Daryl Washington, who, quite honestly, I don't know who that is. Y'all, just going to be honest, have posted. Those are the only two players in NFL who history have done it, and one of them I know for a fact. Maybe Washington's in the Hall of Fame. But one of them, an Urlacher, has a bust in Canton. That's the name that you're placing there with Frankie Louvu among the other greats that have played here in Carolina as linebackers in the past. It is time for this man to get paid. I've already said this on the show. Obviously, it's a Panthers podcast. Obviously, you want to hear me say pro-Panther things. I'm going to tell you the truth, whether it's pro or negative, based off of how the team's playing and also just my general feelings about the team. I think it's why a lot of people want to watch and listen to the show and also maybe a reason why a lot of people don't want to watch and listen to the show. But I'm going to be me. I am pro-player first. Yes, pro-Panther, but pro-player first. Frankie Louvu deserves to get paid $11 million for everyone else. Listening to this probably, obviously, that's a lot of money. And if you could have that in your pocket over a course of a couple years, you would be happy. But this is his chance to get paid. I want Frankie Louvre to get paid. I want it to be here in Carolina, and I think it will be here in Carolina. But if it's not going to be in Carolina, go get your money. But for the Panthers, man, this is so simple. He embodies everything you want. Dan Morgan, when he's going uh, about all that he wants in a player, the dogs, you might as well just said, we want Frankie Louvus. Just say that. Frankie Louvus, those are the guys that we want. He looked at Jonathan Stewart. He looked at Thomas Davis, Luke Keekley, and all the former Carolina Panthers of old who were sitting there in the audience during that introductory press conference a couple weeks ago and the suite level at Bank of America Stadium. And he talked about how great they were and wanting to find more players like that. And that's really what's been missing. I remember someone on the mailbag, I want to say last offseason, was asking me about not very many beloved Panther players on the team right now. I was like, yeah, because the team sucks and the players aren't winning. What positive memories do you have about any of these guys? Think about a guy like DJ Moore, who's no longer here in Carolina. The biggest moment of his career was that touchdown reception that he got against Atlanta from P.J. Walker, and what you remember from that is him throwing his helmet and the Panthers then missing an extra point. Look at the rule, complain about it or not, you gotta be smart in those situations. Like You don't have a ton of situations you can point to where it's like, man, I remember that moment Derek Brown did that or Brian Burns did that or Jeremy Chin who's now exiting what he did then and that. You don't have those moments. You don't have those warm feelings, but Frankie Lube is a player I think that can bring those to Panther fans moving forward if he can stay here in Carolina. Now, how much is it gonna cost Panthers to do that? According to SpotTrack, the place contracts he has a market value of four years 45 million dollars an average salary of 11 million dollars over the cap their valuation is at 10.1 million dollars a player to compare Frankie Louvu to contract wise and honestly just career arc wise is Devondre Campbell of the Green Bay Packers in 2021 
like Luvu, he signed a one-year short-term deal with the Packers. Luvu signed for 1.1, Campbell signed for $2 million in Green Bay and went on to be a starter and a first-team All-Pro. After that, he signed a five-year $50 million deal with $15 million guaranteed, a $15 million signing bonus, average annual salary of $10 million, right, at the over-the-cap valuation and just under the valuation that market that SpotTrack has for Frankie Luvu. That sounds like the kind of deal that I think Luvu absolutely should be getting here in Carolina or elsewhere. That feels like it's doable. Brant Tillis is here now from Kansas City as the executive vice president working with the salary cap and with contract negotiations. He's gotten it done in the past. I think he can get this one done to Frankie Luvu, find a way for that salary to make sense for Luvu, be around that $10, $11 million per year mark, and for it to fit into what the Carolina Panthers' plans are the rest of the offseason once free agency starts. I don't think this should be that difficult of a conversation for the Panthers and Luvu. I don't think anyone's out there saying we want to pay Frankie Luvu million per year to be a linebacker. I don't think he's getting a Roquan Smith deal. I don't think that's going to happen at all. So I'm not overly concerned about these negotiations. I do know now, I'm just guessing at least, that the Panthers are going to have to pay him more than what he was asking for a year ago. Maybe they're going to pay him exactly what he wanted a year ago. But the price tag definitely had to have gone up after the way he played and seeing Shaq Thompson go out and just how valuable of a player Frankie Luvu is as an off-ball linebacker and also someone who can make play on the ball As an edge rusher, he's a Tasmanian devil. He is everything you want in a Carolina Panther player moving forward. He's exactly the kind of player that Dan Morgan says he wants in Carolina. It's a no-brainer. Get it done. But it's going to probably cost you $10, $11, maybe even $12 million per year to have that be the case with Frankie Luvu sticking around here in Carolina. Now, will Shaq Thompson stick around for his fourth coaching staff? He's been here with Ron, with Matt Rule, with Frank Reich, briefly. And now, Dave Canales. Will he stay? We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. The wait is almost over, North Carolina. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to our state on March 11th. We'll finally be able to bet on all our favorite teams and all our favorite sports with FanDuel. There's tons of ways for you to get in on the action. You can bet on everything from the money line to over-unders to which team will win this year's Tobacco Road rivalry, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, with live betting, you can even pick which player will put up the next bucket and the one after that. See for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on so you can be the first to know when FanDuel goes live in North Carolina. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel. As we await the future for Frankie Luvu here in Carolina, I think it's fair to assess whether Shaq Thompson will be around in 2024 and beyond as a Carolina Panther. The Carolina Panthers last offseason had to agree to terms of Shaq Thompson, who earlier in the offseason tweeted out, would you take a pay cut at your job? And I thought that was a very interesting point to be made as a lot of people out there who aren't making millions of dollars just cannot put themselves in the shoes of these athletes where, okay, maybe you're making 80K and then they say for you to stick around here at a job you love and to be able to compete with us, you're going to have to make $57,000. You probably wouldn't feel pretty good about that. Now, the money that we would make in that situation And the money that Shaq Thompson made this past year, far more discernible than what I'm really talking about. So either way, 
I thought it was an interesting point that he made on Twitter to a fan who was trying to criticize Shaq Thompson. And Shaq clapped right back at him, told him, would you take a pay cut at your job? Well, Shaq Thompson did take a pay cut at his job to stay here in Carolina, signing a two-year, $12.6 million contract. And a part of that also added some void years in 2025 and in 2026. The Carolina Panthers tried to open up some cap space. Shaq Thompson had a huge salary cap number last year, and I would expect maybe this season or this offseason to see the same thing happen with a guy like Taylor Moten, extend him and don't really give him a pay cut. The dude deserves the money. Extend him, open up some cap space so the Carolina Panthers can have some freedom to go out there and hopefully build this roster, get some weapons to help out Bryce Young in 2024. So Jack Thompson, two-year, $12.6 million contract that started last year, only played in what, five quarters this season before breaking his leg, which was a huge loss for the Carolina Panthers. Currently, his deal is $8.5 million guaranteed. That was a signing bonus. That was 2023 salary, $2 million in 2024. And he has a roster bonus next month in March that's worth $1 million. So $3 million coming Shaq Thompson's way. $2 million guaranteed, potentially another million coming if he stays on the roster by that point in time, whenever the roster bonus is due in March. Now, looking at... Shaq Thompson's contract, looking over at Spot Track, the place for contracts, his pre-June release, dead cap would be $8.3 million. The Carolina Panthers would have to eat this year, and they would actually lose $2.1 million against salary cap if they released him pre-June 1. So that's not really something the Carolina Panthers can do. Uh, pre-June 1 trade, and I imagine there could be a trade market for Shaq Thompson. They had to eat $6.3 million a dead cap, and then they would lose $141,000. Again, not something that really helps the team out, leaves a massive hole at the linebacker spot, and they don't get cap space back. They actually lose cap space. Now, post-June 1, there are some options. If you want to release them, it's split up. The dead cap is three million in 2024, 5.3 in 2025. The Panthers didn't save 3.1 million dollars against the cap in 24. If you want to re- trade him post June one, that's one million dollars dead cap hit in 24. That's 5.3 in 2025, then you save $5.1 million against salary cap in 2024. And here's a quick reminder, too, um, when it comes to the post-June 1 designation. I got this from the folks over the Pro Football Network. Just wanted to explain this to y'all again as we have these conversations moving forward. NFL teams can use a post-June 1 designation when releasing a player. The player will immediately hit the open market while the team can still realize the benefits of a post-June 1 cut without having to actually wait to release a player. Clubs can use a post-June 1 designation on two players each season. However... There is one significant drawback to the post-June 1 designation. Teams have to carry the player's full cap charge of the current season until June, even though he is no longer on the roster because the club doesn't get to realize the additional cap space until June 2nd. Post-June 1 designations aren't helpful in creating immediate cap room for teams who want to sign free agents in March. However, the designations can help clubs that project to be tight in the cap space even later in the summer when it's time to sign rookie classes. So if there's a player that they feel like they can move on from after the draft, post-June 1 makes sense. And also, if they don't want to keep the player around, post-June 1 helps that player find a new home. But as far as helping the Carolina Panthers, like that $3 million of cap space, if they want to trade him or release him with a post-June 1 designation, the Panthers can't see any of that until June 2nd. So getting rid of Shaq Thompson pre-June 1 doesn't really make a ton of sense. Post-June 1, I still, unless they go out there draft-wise and bring in an instant starter, which will be difficult with only a second and third round pick in the first two days of the draft uh, to go at to use. I just don't see that being 
a uh, great situation for the Panthers when you look at that. Now, with Shaq Thompson, though, he's been somewhat of a polarizing player in his time in Carolina. I remember when he got the extension uh, towards the end of the 2019 season, back when Marty Herney was still the GM. There's a lot of fans out there who didn't love that. But what were you going to do at that point in time? Luke Keekley, he wasn't, we didn't know yet, but he wasn't sticking around. Thomas Davis, he was no longer going to be around in Carolina. You drafted him in the first round. Shaq Thompson waited his turn, and he got his opportunities, and he was somebody who was going to be one of your leaders moving forward. And I feel like Shaq Thompson has lived up to the deals that he signed here in Carolina since being drafted in 2015. Looking at his last two full seasons, according to Pro Football Focus, he had a 72.3 and a 72.7 overall grade. Those are pretty good grades, and that's consistency from a player. He had a 90.3 run defense grade in 2022. Look at the Panthers this past season. They were last in run defense, according to EPA, and had the most missed tackles in the NFL in 2023. You don't think Shaq Thompson makes a difference on this defense when it comes to the run game this past season? Had he been healthy? He didn't play well week one against the run. He had a tackling grade of a 47.4. That's not good at all. His run defense grade was in the 60s. It's not what you would expect from a player who had a 90.3 run defense grade the year prior, but we do know that Shaq Thompson is excellent in stopping the run. He's elite at that. He has been elite at that in the past, just like Frankie Louvu has been elite at getting after the passer this past season. So if you can, if you can get Shaq back in his spot, in the middle of the defense as the off-ball linebacker wearing the green dot and then get Frankie Louvu also there with the capabilities to play inside but also play outside and help supplement the pass rush with Brian Burns hopefully back in Carolina, then you're cooking, man, especially with Jero Vero back here and his whole defensive staff. That's what you would want. I want to see this Panthers defense with J.C. Horn fully healthy, with Brian Burns back here in his system for a second year. I want to see what Derek Brown can do again in 2024. I want to see Frankie Louvu back here. I think this defense has a chance to be really good. Last year, statistically, total defense-wise, they were top five. But the numbers, they weren't all that impressive elsewhere when they're bad against the run. They don't get after the passer. They have a ton of missed tackles. They give a ton of points. They were awful in the red zone. There is a ways to go for this team to truly be a top 10, top 5 unit like some of the categories suggested that they were a year ago. And that's a great thing about modern day football and having more information. Back in the past, you're looking at it, oh, hey, top five defense. But now it's like, oh, man, no. EPA says no. Pro, Bowl, Pro Football Focus says no. PFF says no. And that's just a part of the formula. But your eyes also told you that, okay, this defense gave them an opportunity to win some games. Didn't get a lot of takeaways. Gave a lot of points in the red zone. Didn't get too many stops. But I think they can be better if a player like Shaq Thompson comes back in 2024. And that's my hope. I don't think there's a lot of flexibility to get rid of him. Scott Fitter and Dan Morgan was here with that uh, at that time. They gave him a new deal to keep him around. Shaq Thompson wants to be here with his brothers, wants to be able to win a Super Bowl. I don't think that's going to happen uh, in his career, but maybe it will. I don't know how much time Shaq has in Carolina. At least one more season is my thought, but past that, we will see. Luvu, Shaq, both of them back in Carolina, that is exactly the linebacker pairing I want to see in Carolina because if they don't come back, well... I don't know who would be roaming the middle of the Panthers defense in 2024. Is it time now to draft a linebacker just in case one of these two players does not come back? Now, of course, that's going to be down the road past these decisions. But either way, should the Panthers draft a linebacker? We'll talk about it here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. 
Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because of eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. I'll be honest, y'all, if Frankie Louvu does not come back and if the Panthers decide to part ways with Shaq Thompson, I'm not thinking that both would happen. I do think Louvu is going to resign here in Carolina. I don't think that there's much room to get rid of Shaq Thompson just based off of what we just went over with the salary cap. And like post June 1, okay, but pre June 1, what are you going to do to fill that spot? If they get rid of one of the players, I don't know who's going to fill in and be that second linebacker for the Carolina Panthers. Because looking at it right now, Frankie Louvu, Camus Griehill, Deion Jones, and Tay Davis are all free agents. Now, Deion Jones is somebody I mentioned the other day in our stay or go conversation. I would like to see him stay as a veteran backup again for Carolina. Now, part of that, too, is if you're going to have a backup linebacker, you really need him to be able to play special teams. That's what Camus did. But Deion Jones is a better linebacker overall than Camus Griehill was last season. We'll see new coaching staff, what they want to do. It's not really, I mean, it's a new coaching staff as far as like Dave Canales and new front office as far as Dan Morgan, who was here and probably was a part of the conversations to bring in Deion Jones and Camus Griehill last offseason to Carolina. And what well, was really Camus and then Dion was down there in training camp in Spartanburg, but it is the same defensive coaching staff. What is Gerald Vero? And the rest of that coaching staff want to do, do they have a say in these kind of things? Before, it was a collaborative process. Now, it really feels like Dan Morgan has a lot of the personnel control. Is it going to be Dan cooking or going to be too many cooks in the kitchen like a David Tepper, which has been part of the problem here in Carolina? We'll see. So those four players, Frankie Louvu, Camus Griehill, Deion Jones, and Tay Davis are all free agents. The only players currently on the roster heading into the new league year are Chandler Wooten, Luigi Villani, and Claude and Cherilis, and of course, Shaq Thompson. Cherilis is the only linebacker currently under contract past this season. Much like yesterday's conversation about the cornerbacks, where there's not a single corner past 24 who is under contract, it's possible that J.C. Horn could be that guy if they want to exercise with your option. I just don't see how they can give him $11.2 million based off of him missing 29 of a possible 51 games to start off his career, but it's possible that they do it. Don't see why they would do it, but maybe they do it. Same situation kind of here with the linebackers. After the season, it's Claude and Cherilis, a special teamer, and that's about it as far as contracts go. I think that's going to quickly change with Frankie Louvu signing a new deal here in Carolina in the coming weeks. I do, though, think that it's time for the Panthers to go back to the well of drafting a linebacker. They have not had a ton of success doing this, y'all. Since drafting Shaq Thompson in 2015, these are the linebackers the Panthers have also drafted. They took David Mayo 
in the fifth round in that 2015 draft. He was a special teams player when he was here in Carolina. In 2018, they drafted Jermaine Carter Jr. out of Maryland and Andre Smith out of North Carolina. Smith, I don't believe, even made the roster in Carolina. Then Jermaine Carter Jr. got an opportunity to be a starter in 21, started a couple games, also in 2020. Did not really catch on to be that great of a player. Played one more year in the league and has not played uh, since 2022. Christian Miller was drafted in 2019. He came in as someone who's going to be more of an outside linebacker. Uh, but even when he played, he was a special teams guy. Then he opted out of the, of the 2020 pandemic season. I don't think he's in the league right now. Brandon Smith, as we know, the Panthers drafted in 2022 out of Penn State in the fourth round. Five-star out of high school in Virginia, goes to Penn State, was supposed to be the replacement of Micah Parsons back when Micah Parsons was used as just a traditional off-ball linebacker and not a guy who would be lined up in the three technique over a guard, which is just insane. His development as a player in the NFL, just an outstanding physical specimen, just a beast. And I wish that to do that we had here in Carolina. But he went up there, Brandon Smith did, to Penn State, and never filled that promise and got drafted Based on his physical attributes, you look at him, you think this guy could be an outstanding talent, but he was not the case. That was not the case. I remember Steve Wilkes last year, or in 2022 rather, was getting after his ass saying, hey, this guy's going to be better. He needs to be better. And he was not better in 22, got cut before the season started in his second year. And the last time I checked, he was up in Philadelphia on their practice squad getting no Burn. The Panthers have not done a great job identifying linebackers since they took Jack Thompson at the beginning of draft in 2015. This is kind of becoming, in a way, like a recurring theme. Talked about with centers. The Panthers have not drafted a center since 2007 when it came to Ryan Khalil. And I believe this is the year for them to go out there and do that if it makes sense either in the second round or even the third round to take a center. And I think this year it would make sense to try and get a linebacker. Now, unfortunately... Some of these uh, NFL draft nerds are saying that uh, it's not a great linebacker class. Jordan Reed, former quarterback at Central, he now works at ESPN.com, does a great job as a draft analyst. He believes that this is a down linebacker class, and I've seen that sentiment from a couple other people. Trevor Sikama, Pro Football Focus, their lead NFL draft analyst, believes the same thing. And PFF, to back that up, they don't have a linebacker listed on their big board until 62, and that's Edron Cooper out of A&M. The two players, though, that I would love, and I don't even care what the draft boards say, what they are projected to be. I just know I've watched these guys play for the last three-plus years, plus for the other guy, and they are outstanding players. The first one is Jeremiah Trotter Jr. out of Clemson. His dad, Jeremiah Trotter, played with the Eagles. You probably heard of him, a really good football player. His son is outstanding as well. Watched him patrol the defense at Clemson the last couple of years. Got to see him firsthand twice the last two years. He's a dude, man. And he's absolutely the kind of player that I feel like would fit as a Carolina Panther. I had someone ask me a couple of weeks ago, it was in a mailbag. It was a mailbag question. I never got to the mailbag. Like, hey, why don't we draft more uh, Clemson players here in Carolina? I, was like, I don't know. I guess there hasn't really been that many Clemson guys. Um, I mean, there was a guy like uh, Isaiah Simmons who I really thought the Panthers should have drafted. Or I mean, I, well, he was one of the guys that we talked about at least in the, in the draft conversations leading up to it. That I thought that would make sense. They got Jeremy Chin instead, who kind of filled that role. And of course, Derek Brown has been way better uh, than both those guys uh, through the first four years of his career in the NFL. Um, I don't know. I guess maybe there hasn't been that many Clemson guys the Panthers realistically could have taken. Uh, but looking at it at 64th on their big board, 
Panthers drafting 65th. He could be there. And if they want to take a linebacker in the third round, I don't know if that's the most pressing need as we sit here right now. I wouldn't hate it if it's Jeremiah Trotter Jr. That guy is someone you can also rush the passer. I love his sledgehammer celebration that he does every time he gets a sack. Outstanding leader. Can run sideline to sideline. He fits the mold of a Carolina Panthers linebacker. The other player is Peyton Wilson, who's 84th on PFF's big board. I love Peyton Wilson. I'm in a North Carolina fan. I'm saying that. He was supposed to go to North Carolina, but then, you know, he's a little bit more of a redneck. Decided to go to NC State with Dave Doran. Made the right decision for himself. And unfortunately, throughout his career, just had so many injuries, especially to his knee. Had one his senior year at Orange High School. was in Hillsborough. Yeah, I think it's Orange. Whatever. High school. And he's from Hillsborough. Had an had injury at his high school there. That slowed him down when he first got to state. Had a couple other knee injuries. And finally this year was able to be healthy. I think he won the Buckus Award as the best uh, defensive player, best linebacker in college football, which absolutely was the case. He's a dude. I, I loved watching him play. The instincts. I don't know what his measurable is going to be once he gets to the combine in a couple weeks. I just know he can play football. And I know the main concern is, can he hold up? Because he has not held up in college. We had a player here in Carolina who had a ton of knee injuries. And you question whether he could hold up. And he's one of the all-time great Carolina Panthers and Thomas Davis. I ain't saying that Peyton Wilson's going to be Thomas Davis. But I'm saying with modern medicine, have we've seen in the past, a player can have those kind of injuries at that position and then come back and be durable and be an outstanding player. Player. Peyton Wilson, if he's there in the fourth round, the Panthers are available to get him, or in the third round, if they want to do, if they can, I don't know what they're going to end up doing with their picks. I'm for it. Both of those players, Peyton Wilson and Jeremiah Trotter Jr., they fit what a Carolina Panther linebacker should be. The Panthers, they hit a diamond in the rough in free agency a couple years ago with Frankie Louvu. They have not been able to do that when it comes to their draft classes past the first or second round really in their history. They need to go out there and be able to find somebody, I think, in the draft as a linebacker who can be that diamond in the rough, who can come in here and who can start, whether it be this year or next year, but they need to find somebody who can be a long-term option, can be one of those franchise greats, can be the next Keekly. Well, then we're never going to have a Keekly again, probably, but can have another guy who can have that passion and knowledge as Keekly, have that part, that soul and heartbeat of Thomas Davis, play like a John, get a John. Can we get another John Beeson, man? Get another John Beeson in here, Dan Morgan. And of course, you can't even say anything about Sam Mills. You're not going to have another Sam Mills, not going to have, have another Luke Keekley. But can you find someone who fits what it means to be a Carolina Panther, but especially a linebacker for the Carolina Panthers wearing a number in the 50s? Let's see if they can do that in the draft. Peyton Wilson, Jeremiah Charter Jr. Love those two. Would love to see it happen. All right. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Fridays throughout the offseason, I'll be here on the show answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions. Either at me or DM me to get those questions in me now but in the meantime be safe be happy be whole as always keep pounding and i'll be back with y'all on thursday hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music 
Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.